Hello and welcome to another episode of Cranky Talk, a show for avgeeks and non-avgeeks alike. We continue to tackle everything happening in the aviation world in the time of COVID. But today we're doing things a little bit differently. It's the holidays, which in normal times means a lot of wild, disruptive travel stories where the airlines are at their breaking point and Cranky Concierge swoops into the rescue. Unfortunately, these are not normal times. But we decided that we'd bring in the extended Cranky family to regale you with tales of travel mishaps large and small. But before we get into that, I want to thank this week's Cranky Talk sponsor. Say it with me, everyone. Turbulence Turbulence Forecast. Almost every flight experiences turbulence. But did you know you can find out exactly how bumpy your flight will be even before you get on the plane, Dave? I, I do know that. Uh, I've known that for the last few months because our great friends at Turbulence Forecast have a fantastic service. And you're right. I cannot read a turbulence map. Let the experts do it for you. Okay. But Dave, <laughs> do you think that Turbulence Forecast could have forecasted that the 1997 Ray Liotta, Lauren Holly thriller called Turbulence would have failed so miserably. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't want to disparage our good friends at Turbulence Forecast. I don't know that they can predict box office turbulence. Uh, really? Because so. I feel like any of us could have predicted that would be terrible. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, I have not seen this movie, so I wouldn't know. Uh, well, you, you're going to have to see if you can stream it somewhere now. It might be on terriblemovies.com. Yeah. Anyway, Dave, you and everyone else should visit TurbulenceForecast.com to view turbulence maps for routes everywhere in the world. This free-to-use site provides access to the same maps pilots use, plus helpful explanations on how to interpret them. TurbulenceForecast.com also offers a concierge forecast by email service from the founder of the website. Place your order before your flight at TurbulenceForecast.com. Now, it's the holidays. While some people are traveling, most of us are staying home. I, for one, am not leaving my house. Dave, how about at, you? At, at all. No, uh, no, not leaving the house. Uh, no. But uh, that doesn't mean that we've all forgotten how air travel can sometimes be less than ideal. Well, this is true. And so today, that's what we're going to talk about is what happens when travel goes sideways. And we pulled together some interviews with the actual people who step in and help you, the listener, well, if you've ever used Cranky Concierge as a customer before. Right. So first up, we've got a story from your good friend and mine, Britt. If you've ever emailed or called into Cranky Concierge, there's a good chance that you've worked with Britt. She's a valued member of our team who has uh, incredible patience to deal with us idiots every day. Britt, you are not an airline dork in any way. No, not at all. Not even a little bit. No. I mean, not to, you don't have the same level of disdain that Dave does, but you still are not an airline person. So you run into these same types of problems that everyone runs into and may not necessarily know exactly how to get yourself out of them, even though you work here. Yes, that's very correct. You, you want to tell us a story about that? I would love to tell you a story about that. Um, and it's also the enthusiasm is helpful. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. That's really where I think I stand out from Dave. Um, enthusiasm. No, that's true. Um, this is also a story about how I have great coworkers. But I was flying from uh, JFK to Richmond um, right before Christmas, like within a week of Christmas. I think I was I was about five days before Christmas, and so um, all of the flights were really full, very full airports. This was obviously pre-COVID. Um, 
so all of the flights were full. Everything was pretty packed. And uh, while I was on my plane and we pulled away uh, from the gate and we were taxiing, um, and uh, basically we ended up taxiing for for more than an hour. Um, and at some point in time, hold on. You had a long taxi at JFK. This is confusing. I know, I've never seen that. This before. is brand new, shocking information. I'm <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. And actually, I had my headphones in listening to music. It took me quite a while to realize there was actually something wrong um, because I just assumed this was the normal the normal uh, operation there. Um, but yeah, after a while, I took out my headphones and started paying attention, and there was something wrong with the plane. Um, I'm still not actually sure what. At first, they said it was like a door that wouldn't close. Then they said it was the air. They, basically, we never actually figured it out. But they did tell us that we were not going to be able to take off and that they uh, were going to take us back to the gate and that they could not find another plane for us. Uh, so we were going to have to see the agents to figure out what was going on next. Um, so-, so now, before your cranky times here, what would you have done? you just go see the agent? I would have cried. Is that, is that the correct answer? Um, yeah, I would have, yeah. I mean, I would have gone and gotten in the very long line to see the agent as soon as I got off the plane. So instead you just decided to bug your coworkers. Well, actually, um, once I heard the announcement, I turned on my cell phone or I guess I turned it off airplane mode and I already had a text from one of my coworkers that said, Hey, saw your flight was canceled. Got you a seat on the next one. Oh, look at that. It was magic. Yeah. So you got off the plane and laughed. Before I got off the plane, there was mass panic on it because someone made the announcement. um, Oh, I hear there's only six seats left on the last flight out. So everyone just like mass, mass panic ensued, like yelling and did Did it look like, I don't, you probably haven't even seen the movie Airplane, which is criminal if true, but uh, have you seen that movie? Damn it. So for our listeners, though, let's just point out this probably looked a lot like in Airplane where they announced they were out of coffee, which would also be a problem for you. That would 100% be a problem for me. I would have yeah. rioted. Yeah. So everyone freaked out and you're just sitting here like, ha suckers. And yeah, I almost said, hey, you guys want to contact Cranky Concierge? Um, but yeah. what, uh, what do you mean almost? What do you think we're here for? You should do this. I really should have had our, our business cards with me at the time to pass out. Um, yeah, well, when we when we got back to the gate, like everyone getting off the plane, it was it was I imagine like Black Friday at Walmart when they have like six TVs left or something, um, because they did. In fact, I only have like five seats left because I got one of the six seats. So they only had five seats left on the last flight. And so everyone rushed off to like mob the gate agents and I just like casually walked over to the bar and uh, got my drink order in and uh, <laughs> you know, got to sit down and hang out for a little while. <laughs> All right. So next up, what we have is a story from Maddie. So Maddie's one of our air travel concierges and she's the one who steps in in the middle of the night and helps you when things go wrong. Usually she's working the late night, early morning times. So if you've dealt with Maddie, uh, you have not had a great evening is pretty likely, which is unfortunate. So Maddie, take it away. You have a story for us. I do. I do. All right. So I was just finishing my semester abroad in Europe. So I was flying back from Poland 
which was like an 11 hour flight. Um, and I was flying from Poland to Chicago and then Chicago to Des Moines. Um, cause that's where I'm from. And Chicago to Des Moines is like an hour flight, super easy, super chill. So whenever I get to Chicago, I can always just like breathe a sigh of relief, but um, what ended up? Wait, you were the first person to have ever said that <laughs> about O'Hare. I know because the immigration sucks at O'Hare, but <laughs> yeah, Terminal Five, not everyone's favorite. Place. <laughs> I should say when I get through immigration, I guess, and then you know you're coming back from Europe. Everyone's speaking your language, and you know you can talk to anyone you want. So it was one of those right. things, I think. All right. So you get to Chicago, you get through immigration in two or three hours. You take a train back to a terminal where you are hoping to have a flight to Des Moines. Right. Exactly. So get through immigration, get to the terminal I need to get to, but then realize that my last flight from Chicago to Des Moines um, is canceled. And I was dealing with like this horrible sinus infection at the time too. And I just wanted to write just to add on top of it. And so I was just like dying to get home. So I look around cause I was flying with United and I look around for the United desk to see what my options are. And it was due to a weather. Um, it was due to weather. So they couldn't put me in a hotel. Um, but <laughs> they could, they just wouldn't. Yes, I guess that's that was one of the things. <laughs> and so, but anyways, even before I realized that, I was looking for this United desk, and I finally find it, and it's just like packed. There are a ton of people in line. It takes me probably forty-five minutes to an hour just to get to the front, and I'm trying to look at what options I have because there's no other flights to Des Moines that night which it sucks because it's only an hour flight. It is the easiest thing. Um, but I couldn't rent a car cause it was six hours and I was exhausted and like all this other stuff. So, um, anywho, I went to, I got to the front and I noticed that there was a flight to Cedar Rapids. Um, and so I asked to be put on the flight to Cedar Rapids instead. And my mom could just drive and pick me up cause it was the closest one to Des Moines. But by the time that I got to the front of the line, um, the f- it was boarded or the boarding was complete for the flight to Cedar Rapids. And so they're like, even if you ran, you would not be able to catch it. Dagger. I know I was devastated. Um, so on top of my tiredness, my sinus infection, I was that girl at the front of the line crying because <laughs> I was just so tired. It was like 8 PM with dealing with jet lag and all this other stuff. Um, And so the poor United agent like awkwardly passed me a Kleenex box and I was like, I'm sorry, it's been a long day, but wait. And then did John Candy show up and offer to drive you with his polka band? (laughs) All right. So you're, you're crying. It's horrible. And, but they, there are no more planes. Crying is horrible. And that's when I asked the faded question about my hotel (laughs) that I could get. And they, so so they wouldn't give you a hotel, but they at least give you a deal on one or did you just sleep on the floor? Oh my God. No, they gave me absolutely nothing. And they're like, we can get you on a flight at 10 AM tomorrow. And I was like, okay, so what do I do till then? And, um, they're like, well, they give cots out here at O'Hare. And I was like, gee, I was like, oh my God. All right. Um, so I guess I'll take a cot. Um, 
So they reissued my ticket for 10 a.m. the next morning. And there was a bunch of other people that were in my situation, too. And so I, like, lay my cot out, and I'm hungry. There's only one place to eat, and it's McDonald's. And so that has an hour-long line because people are just all kind of screwed over here. (laughs) And so – and it's like – the first thing I eat when I get back to the States is McDonald's. And I just, it was just disgusting. But, uh, how dare you? I know. It's so typical. You know, the McRib is back now, right? I did. I did hear that. So I, that's a whole different conversation (laughs) anyway. True. True. So continue. Um, so I get to the front, I get that big Mac and the huge Coke and I feel super American. Um, and I go and find my lonely cot and, they were, they didn't give us blankets or anything. They just give us this cot to sleep on. And so, uh, I'm freezing my butt off the entire night. We only have 30 minutes of Wi-Fi in the O'Hare airport. So I can only watch <laughs> one show on Netflix and can't do anything else. Um, and I finally get to sleep like just this horrible sleep, but 4am, Um, They turn on all the lights in the airport and someone yells at the top of their lungs, rise and shine. Welcome to Chicago O'Hare. Time to get up. And so, uh, yeah. so they were really rubbing it in. Who has this sense of humor? <laughs> I know. Who is this horrible person? Right? I was like, come on, dude. We're all like grumpy. We haven't showered. We're exhausted. Like, this is horrible. But, oh. um... Yeah, so anyways, 4 a.m., I have about six hours to wander around O'Hare. And then finally, I get on my plane, get onto the plane, and there is a technical error on the airplane. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I'm dying at this point, and uh, they tell us to get off the plane. And this one girl right next to me, she's like, oh, my God, I've been up since five. Uh, I flew in from <laughs> Texas this morning. And I was like, wow, that's, <laughs> that sucks. Did you just turn around <laughs> with, like, makeup streaked down your face like, shut up? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. I, I looked at her and I think I said, like, oh, that sucks. And then I literally walked away because I just did not want to hear a complaint <laughs> anymore. I was over it. Um, but apparently, so did they fix it or did you get canceled and have to find another flight? No, they've somehow fixed it within an hour, but you know, just like delayed it even more, but right. it, they, they didn't have to change the planes or anything like that. So we got on, I was able to fly home and everything was good, but it was probably one of the worst flying experiences of my life for sure. What do you mean probably? You have other ones that compete with this? This sounds horrible. All right. That's a good point. It was the worst experience. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. The last of the interviews that you did is with uh, David Hotz. We've got uh, multiple Davids here. In fact, we have so many Davids, we uh, make one of them go by something other than David. Uh, Hotz, uh, as he's known around here, is a longtime cranky travel architect who now runs the whole operation. Uh, so if you've ever hired us to help you with award planning, he's probably been your guy. This this is like uh, those you know celebrities. They're just like us. I just like being called a celebrity. First of all, I do remember this. Yeah, I really remember you being super not helpful. I, hey man, I I'm sure I tried. I, I'm gonna blame you. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so let's get the backstory here. What exactly happened? So I was down in Houston, uh, actually doing some travel, uh, training, some, a new employee for cranky concierge. And 
while I was down there, they had just a terrible storm. I mean, it was, you know, if you looked at the radar, it just went on forever. You couldn't see it inside. It was all orange and red. It wasn't good. Uh, so I'm trying to fly back from or back to Nashville from Houston, and then the next day I'm flying up with my wife for a long weekend in Chicago visiting some friends. All right, so we can guess what happens here. Big bad storm, red on the radar, you're definitely delayed. Yeah, 7.30 departure to 8.30 to 9 to 10 to And this 11. is evening, in 7.30 evening. at night. Yeah. yeah, so it's not like there's a ton of options and we can just wait for the storm to roll over. Right. So you get to 11, whatever, at what point uh, is all hope lost for you? So we're not quite there. And I'm sitting there like, let's be brilliant. Let's cut out the stop in Nashville. And so I pull out my computer and I grab the last seat on a flight from Houston to Chicago. Uh, Unfortunately, it was, uh, and I say I grab it, I use the travel agency software we have, Sabre, to, to hold on to it. But I didn't actually book my ticket in Sabre, so it was, you know, I couldn't just add it to the record and save it and go go from there. I had to walk up to the gate agent for the Chicago flight and say, hey, I'm on this flight, but I'm not really. I need to get rid of it, and I need you to grab it. Are you ready? And she said yes. And I hit ignore, and it never went into inventory. She never saw it. She could never grab it. And that flight went out a few minutes later without me. Boo! It wasn't good. It wasn't good. So a few minutes later, I go back to my gate and they say that, oh, the the crew is finally here. We can start boarding. And then someone times out. The flight attendant can't fly anymore. The pilot can't fly anymore. Next thing you know, it's 1.32 in the morning. And I, you know, they ultimately cancel the flight. Uh, So... Of course they do. Of course they do. And it's best when they do it at 2 in the morning. It's way better than if they had done it the night before. Yes, exactly. Uh, Definitely way better than it would have been had it been at 10 o'clock or anything like that. Uh, So I hop on the phone, (laughs) and I try to find a place to to live for the night that isn't, you know, gate C12 or something like that. So I eventually get through to someone. They find me a hotel. It's I make sure to say it is for right now. I'm not going to go tonight. It's or like later today. It's right now. The guy sends me an email confirmation with that. Great. It shows correctly. I you know start to get an Uber to head over there and I hop on the phone with United to fix all this up. It's you know it's like 3 a.m. or something like that at this point, and the United agent sort of kind of figures out what. You know, I'm what I'm looking for. And while I'm trying to check in, you know, she's starting to get it. And the ladies at the check-in counter say, oh, your reservation is for tomorrow, not for tonight. No, no. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) So you just said, okay, I'll sleep right here on the desk then. I uh, politely asked him to hold on while I finished talking to the lady at United who was ended up being great. We got my current ticket to Nashville switched to be a flight to Chicago. Uh, She refunded the ticket from Nashville to Chicago and didn't mess up my return flight. That was a key. And, you know, everything's looking great on the airline front, but, you know, it's late, it's early, however you want to look at it, and I still have no place to sleep. And I pull out my confirmation email that says, hey, I'm checking in on tonight, right now, in the last three hours, whatever you want to call it. And they ended up 
so I guess a family was supposed to fly in and their flight got canceled and so they weren't sure if they were going to be there or not. They get, they just gave me their room. All right. And so you finally get some sleep. I, the end. Finally. Yeah. The end. So everything's looking up pots and it's except the next morning at 6 a.m. when for some reason housekeeping knocks on the door. I've never heard of housekeeping knocking on the door at 6 a.m. This, this sounds like uh I haven't either. It wasn't great, but you know, there I am two and a half hours asleep and at that point wide awake because I don't know who's walking in my room. Hop on, take care of a little work, get to the airport, check in for the new flight, get up there in my middle exit row seat. Thanks. Thankfully, the lady was able to grab me that and uh, I'm a little worse for the wear, a little tired, but I made it and after spending only like eight or so hours in the airport and you know, about the same amount of time, very few of those sleeping in a hotel. Uh, all right. So that was all the interviews. But what about you? You must uh, have a travel story, right? With all of your many, 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 many years of traveling under your belt. Do I? Come on, children. Gather around. Well, <laughs> old man Snyder tells you a story since apparently you think ancient <laughs> but i do i mean i've got millions of stories but you know what i really found is that my my days working at airlines and traveling as a non-rev which is uh, for those who don't know where you uh, get a travel on your past benefits as a standby passenger and hope you get on uh, that world really makes you get as creative as humanly possible in finding ways to help yourself uh, but even though some of it helped me, it was really uh, more like when I was trying to help my parents get back from when they were stuck somewhere that really got things going. So parents can fly for free too? Yeah, yeah. With airlines, they're free or at least really cheap. Um, it's a nice benefit for uh, kids who go into this crazy industry to uh, repay their parents for all that they did for them. But it's <laughs> it's actually pretty brutal because – Parents travel on a pretty low boarding priority, so it may be bad for an employee, but it's worse for parents uh, when planes fill up and they get stuck. So my parents used to take advantage of the benefits, and I remember uh, one trip they were coming back from London, and this is when I was at America West, so we had, we had an agreement with Continental. And so they were flying Continental on a pass back to Houston, and they got there. Uh, and then either something canceled or whatever happened, but they couldn't get home to Phoenix because uh, everything was full or canceled or whatever it might be. And uh, so then I just had to try and get more creative, see what I could pull together. And so what I found is that Continental had been doing some, I think they were just getting reps under their pilot's belts, uh, flying the, the new, at the time, next generation 737 aircraft, which were new to the fleet. And so they were actually flying a plane every day uh, from Intercontinental Airport on the north side to Hobby, just across town and so that was always empty uh so i got them on that flight and then we got them a pass on southwest which flew from hobby uh to get back to phoenix so you know that was a fun day for them uh i don't like to uh, compliment you too much but that is pretty impressive that you got your parents on some kind of test pilot flight across town on an, it wasn't a test on an experimental flight. I mean, airplane it was, it was a scheduled flight. They're just it, you getting pilots some reps. I mean, there's no way they had it there for 
uh, for commercial purposes. Yeah. And, and needed that. And if you don't think he's old, the uh, the names of the airlines in that story uh, aren't uh, don't exist anymore, right? Southwest exists. <laughs> God, you're the worst. Um, all right. So you got any other stories? I do. In fact, as as fun as that one was, there's one that I would say is my most successful. Uh, all right. If uh, if getting your parents uh, across town is not the most ex- a successful story, uh, I really can't wait to hear this. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. That didn't actually sound like sarcasm. So that's that's a that's a, a special occasion here. <laughs> so yeah, let's there we go. So let's just go right into it. So listen, I'll set the scene. Back in 2005, I was working at United sitting in my apartment and I had just started dating this girl who was trying to get home from Denver also worked for United uh, she was definitely going to be stuck so I, I don't remember if there was a storm or whatever happened but it was uh, it was not looking good for her to get back to Chicago in time for work the next day so I uh, jumped into action and just started looking at what the options were and at the time um, United wouldn't isolate the hubs so you'd have one airplane that would fly from one hub to another city and then on to another hub. And so I just started looking at all these just wild connecting opportunities. And I ended up finding her a flight from uh, Denver to Springfield, Missouri on United Express. And then that same exact plane uh, continued on to Chicago. So she didn't have a risk of missing a connection or anything like that. And uh, the planes were empty. Uh, and so it it worked. It got her home, and she had the uh, five minute tour of Springfield, Missouri. Uh, that sounds successful, but uh, that's your best. Well, listen, it's all in how you define success, sir. Uh, that girl happens to currently be my wife, so hey. you know, obviously, my prowess at finding flight options is really what you know save that whole deal right there yeah she went from a hub to hub to hub Mm, yeah (laughs) you entertain yourself so that's congratulations yeah (laughs) thanks for tuning in to cranky talk we'll be back with more deep dives and helpful tips for these turbulent times but before we finish up i want to again thank this week's cranky talk sponsor turbulence forecast which will not predict how much money Turbulence the movie would lose. Mm -mm. But it will help you figure out where there will be turbulence and when it will happen. Check out TurbulenceForecast.com for worldwide turbulence maps, interpretations, and a concierge forecast by email service. You can receive a personalized Turbulence Forecast before your flight from the founder of the website. That's TurbulenceForecast.com. And if you want to give us a gift for this festive season... Please rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars only, please. You can write, uh, <laughs> you can write whatever you want in the review, but those five stars will help others discover our little podcast. So, if you write something especially nice, I'll read it out on this show. And if you'd like to be a sponsor, let us know. Email Dave directly at dave at crankyconcierge.com. 